Welcome to the Shepherd's Voice with Pastor Johnny Awanyo. This simple, scripturally sound preaching and teaching of the Word of God will direct you to Jesus, the Good Shepherd. Follow the Shepherd's Voice into the green pastures that God has purposed for you. There, you'll find rest for your soul and the fulfilled Christian experience you crave. God bless you as you listen. Hallelujah. Amen. Give Jesus another hand clap. Please lift up your hands unto the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Holy are you, Lord, and all creation called you God. Worthy is your name. We worship your majesty. Sing it again. Your holy name, 
that your presence is here thank you that your glory is here as well and thank you that your power is here as we get ourselves ready to hear your word we understand from your holy word that the word of God is quicker and more powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart this morning as your word comes may it affect our spirits may it affect our souls may it affect our bodies in the name of Jesus may your word reveal to us our thoughts the intents of our hearts and may your word do a new work in us and draw us closer unto you in the process. Thank you, Father, for everyone listening to the word of God at this time. And thank you that we will be greatly blessed in the name of Jesus. And let the people of God say, Amen. amen. Your amen is not loud enough. Amen. Give Jesus another hand clap. Awesome. Awesome. And you may be seated. Hallelujah. Amen. Turn your Bibles with me, please, to Acts of the Apostles, chapter 2. Acts of the Apostles, chapter 2. And we're reading from verse 42 to verse 47. Acts chapter 2, verse 42 to verse 47. It says, all the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching 
And to fellowship. And to sharing in meals. Including the Lord's Supper. And to prayer. A deep sense of awe came over them all. And the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. And all the believers met together in one place. And shared everything they had. They sold their property. And possessions. And shared the money with those in need. They worship together at the temple each day. Met in homes for the Lord's Supper. And shared their meals with great joy and generosity. All the while praising God. And enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day, the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. Amen. Amen. Now, last week Sunday, I started sharing with you on the subject, the role of commitment in a blessed church. The role of commitment in a blessed church. And I showed you that the early church was a blessed church. And I pointed out the role that commitment contributed to this. Now, I want to pick it up from where I left off. And so, this is part two of the role of commitment in a blessed church. I gave you a Greek word from which we get the word committed or commitment. What is that word for one bottle of malt after the service? Who remembers what that word is? Proskaterio. <laughs> So that is the Greek word. So which of you thinks you deserve the bottle of malt? Forget it. Now that word means to be devoted or dedicated to a person or something. It means to be steadfastly attentive unto something or to somebody. Proskaterio means to give constant or continuous care to something. It means to continue all the time in a place. It means to persevere and not to faint. 
Now there are other words that you can use in place of commitment. Or other words that mean commitment. So in place of commitment, you can use a charge. A pledge. A duty. A burden. And I say, an obligation. And I say, a responsibility. And I say, a must. And I say, So you will notice about the early church. And you'll also notice this about the Christians of old. You will notice that they had an attitude of commitment. So you notice that the songs of old are quite different from the songs of today. And there's something about hymns that you don't find in a lot of modern songs. So... <laughs> So you, you see that the writers of the hymns used to focus on deep things. So you, you, you will hear hymns like A child to keep I am A God to glorify A never dying soul to save and fit it for the sky. It's about commitment. Is that not so? Then they'll say, To serve the present age, my calling to fulfill. Oh, may it all my powers engage to do my master's will. Then they will say, I'm me with jealous care. As in thy sight to live, and all thy servants, Lord, prepare a strict account to give. Then they will end and sing, Help me to watch and pray, and on thyself rely. Assured if I my trust betray. I shall forever die. These are the sort of songs they used to sing then. Songs of death. Songs of devotion. Songs of commitment. And no wonder they compose songs like that. Because these Christians of old their level and degree of commitment was very, very high. May God stir up that same spirit in all of us. Amen. May God raise our level of commitment and dedication. Amen. May we become greatly committed to God and to the things of Amen. God. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Now, when you talk about commitment it must be directed generally at something or at somebody so commitment is not something that exists in a vacuum 
There must be an object of your commitment. So if you say I am committed, the question that will ask is committed to who? Or committed to what? Now, if we look at the early church, if we want our church to also be greatly blessed, and if we want the members of this church to be blessed as well, then we can draw inspiration from the early church. Look at who they were committed to. And look at what they were committed to. So that we will strive to do same. Can I have an amen from somebody? Amen. So who and what must we be committed to? So from the scripture that I read to you at the very beginning, very beginning, we can see that we must be committed to God and to Christ. We must be committed to God and to Christ. 1 Kings chapter 8 verse 61. From the New International Version of the Bible. 1 Kings 8 61. It says, and may your hearts be fully committed to the Lord our God. And may your hearts be fully committed to the Lord our God. How must our hearts be fully committed to God? It says fully. Fully committed. To live by his decrees. And obey his commands. As at this time. This is part of a, a speech that King Solomon gave on the day that the temple he built was dedicated to God. So he charged the people. It was one. That let your hearts be fully committed to the Lord your God. So he was showing them who they must be committed to. To the Lord their God. Hallelujah. Amen. Philippians chapter 1 verse 21. King James Version. It says for to me. To live is Christ. And to die is gain. For to me. To live is Christ. And to die is gain. Paul spoke these words. Or Paul wrote these words. And these words were inspired by the Spirit of God. And this statement is a statement of deep commitment. A statement of deep commitment to Christ. He says that for to me, to live, which is to say that my life and all I do is 
it's about Christ. And he says, and to die is dead. And what he says that even if I die, through my service to Christ, I know that it is profitable to me. That is great commitment. And it is commitment to Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Romans 14 verse 8. New Living Translation. New Living Translation. We are talking about who and what you must be committed to. And the first thing here is that we must be committed to God and to Christ. So in Romans 14 verse 8, it says if we live, it is to honor the Lord. And if we die, it is to honor the Lord. So whether we live or die, we belong to the Lord. You can summarize this statement with a single word commitment. And it is commitment to God. And it is commitment to Christ. So we must be committed to the Lord. We must be committed to Christ. And we see that the early church. And Christians of old, they were very committed to God. And they were very committed to Christ. And that is why they were prepared to die for what they believed in. I pray that in these days, and in these times, God will stir up that same commitment in us. Commitment that is directed to God. And commitment that is directed to Christ. Not just any two by four commitment. But total commitment. Full commitment. And whole commitment. If you wish this for yourself, can you say aloud, Amen. Number two. We must be committed to the word of God. We must be committed to the word of God. So you will see that the early believers they were committed to the word of God. So in Acts 2.42 it says and they devoted themselves to the apostles doctrine. In other words, they were committed to what the apostles taught them. And what the apostles taught them was the word of God. They taught them the word of God. They taught them the word of God. They didn't teach them their ideas. They didn't teach them their experiences. They didn't teach them their personal interpretation of things. But they taught them the word of God. And in this times, God is calling on Christians and calling on believers to be committed and devoted to the word of God and to be committed and devoted to the Bible. Thank God for Christian literature. Thank God for the many books that have been written covering a wide range of subjects. They are helpful. But may I suggest to you today that the word of God must have first place in your life. And if you haven't read the Bible, you don't have any business to read any other book written by anybody else. And I don't care a hoot who that person is. Your devotion 
and your commitment must be to the word of God. Can I hear your loud amen? Amen. Hallelujah. They were devoted to the word of God. And we must be devoted to the Bible. And that is why as a church, from the beginning of the year, we are on an operation to read through the entire Bible within the year. What day is this? Today is this day number. 120 something. 125. Wow. Day number 125 since we started. So what it is is that every day we post a portion of scripture that all of us are to read and to meditate upon. And we've been doing this since the 1st of January. And we are determined to continue with this to the end of the year. If we stick with this, by the 31st of December, we would have read through the entire Bible, which is a very good spiritual exercise. And it is because we want to be committed to the word of God and committed to the Holy Scriptures. Can I have an amen from somebody? Amen. Look at some believers the Bible talks about in the Bible. I mean, in the Bible, of course. Acts chapter 17, verse 10 to 11. New Living Translation. It says, that very night, the believers sent Paul and Silas to Berea. When they arrived there, they went to the Jewish synagogue. And the people of Berea were more open-minded than those in Thessalonica. And they listened eagerly to Paul's message. And look at what they did. They searched the scriptures day after day. They searched the scriptures day after day. What did they do? They searched the scriptures day after day to see if Paul and Silas were teaching the truth. They were committed to the word of God. And they were committed to the Bible. So that everything they heard, they wanted to measure it by the Bible. They respected Paul, respected Silas, respected the anointing upon them. But they just didn't swallow everything they said to them. They were so much committed to the Holy Scriptures that they will hear and then they'll go back and pick the scriptures and search so that Aleno. I mean, because it's possible that you will hear something that sounds very true, that sounds very sincere, that sounds very intense, but it may be contrary to the word of God. And these guys in Berea. 
were so committed to the word of God that they didn't want to take any chances. This is a good habit that must be developed by every child of God. Please stop that immature behavior of my pastor said, my pastor said, my pastor said. We are tired of you. I said, we are tired of you. My pastor said, my prophet said, my papa said, my daddy said, all respect to all daddies. All respect to all papas. All respect. Is a papa, is that not so? Respect to all of them. But dear papa, and dear daddy, I cannot afford to just swallow everything that you say if I have not run it and measured it by the word of God. Because I'm assuming that you're a good person. And I'm assuming that you're sincere. But you can be sincerely wrong. Because you are a man of God. But you are still a man. And you can still make mistakes. Am I speaking to somebody at all? I'm teaching you something for your safety and security as a Christian. Better get into the word of God. And know the word of God. And know the Bible. And know God for yourself. And don't just hang on the apron strings. Of, of, of the, of the, of the men of God. And, 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 the, and the women of God. And the puppies. And the mummies. And the what have you. That men of God like to be referred to these days. Hey. Number three. So we are looking at who must you be committed to? And what must you be committed to? Based on the early church and what they were committed to. The third one is that we must be committed to prayer. We must be committed to what? To prayer. And you will notice that the early church was committed to prayer. Amen. Amen. Now Jesus himself taught us to be committed to prayer. Luke 18 verse 1. New Living Translation. The Bible says one day Jesus told his disciples a story to show that they should always pray and never give up. That they should always do what? Pray. They should always pray. They should always pray. Which by interpretation means they must be committed to prayer. So it's one of the things that as a believer, and as a child of God, we must strive to be committed to. How many of you sometimes you don't feel like praying? Including myself. And those of you who didn't lift your hand. The reason why I didn't lift your hand is because you don't pray at all. So something that you don't do, how would you feel like not doing it? And that's how it is. 
Sometimes you don't feel like it. Sometimes the feeling is that the prayers are not working. How many have felt that way before? That the prayer that I'm praying doesn't seem to be working. And you feel like giving up. But we mustn't give up. We must persevere. We must press on. And we must be committed to prayer. Hallelujah. Amen. I said hallelujah. Amen. And that is why again as a church. Every Wednesday. We try to do a communal prayer where we pray together throughout the day. We call it our prayer rendezvous. Our prayer rendezvous. And our dear beloved Pastor James explained to us the origin of the word rendezvous. You said it's a French word. Uh, so it was, it was borrowed or kid- kidnapped by the English. Wow. And a rendezvous is a meeting. So every Wednesday throughout the day we pray and we fast. And we put out the prayer topics. And we have scheduled times of prayer. And we must be committed to that. And then on Saturdays, from 4 a.m. to 6 a.m., we pray as well. You must be committed to that. It is one of the things God is expecting of us to be committed to prayer. The early church was committed to prayer. We also will be committed to prayer. Lift up your hand and say, so help me God. Say it again, so help me God. Hallelujah. Number five, we must, number four actually, we must be committed to church and to fellowship. We must be committed to church and to fellowship. Hallelujah. Amen. Because the early church was committed to church meetings. They used to meet daily. They used to meet often. And they patronize church meetings. Any meeting that was organized by the church, they participated fully. That is commitment. I said, that is commitment. And hear the call of God to you today. That you must be committed to church and to fellowship. Hebrews 10 25. New Living Translation. And let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do. But encourage one another. Especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. So the Bible is saying to us. That we should not neglect our meeting together. That means we must not neglect church. We must not neglect church meetings. They must be an integral part of our lives. And of our Christian experience. If you find it very easy. Not to come to church. To decide that today I'll go. It's like some of you wake up in the morning. Then start doing and this and this and book on a this. Fly, 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 fly. Which is to say, 
And then when you wake up, and you see that a cloud the size of a man's fist has appeared in the sky. You say, oh. Ah. <laughs> it, it is coming from the west. I, I can feel the east wind blowing. The clouds are gathering. Meanwhile, the size of the cloud you are seeing is just like this, a man's fist. Today, to rain, I'm not going to church. You're the same person who is behaving like that. If you were in London or Germany and you have a job somewhere, did you say I receive it? Your nice face. Even when it is snowing, Oh, Have you experienced snow before? <laughs> By the grace of God, you travel one Amen. day. Amen. You see, some of you don't have faith. Because if you don't hold on to such faith declarations, what else do you have? God will surprise you one day. Amen. Parina. God will surprise you one day. Amen. What is, is Paul here? Paul, Paul is not here. Tell him that I said that uh, there was a prophecy for him, but he uh-huh. didn't come to receive it. Uh-huh. But that God is gracious. Uh-huh. Tell him that by the grace of God, he will travel one day. Amen. Not as a stowaway. Yes. Yes. You will have a real ticket with the visa. And you sit on the plane. And they'll bring you orange squash. And some nice things to eat. Then you begin to sing. It will happen practically to you. But you see, in other jurisdictions, whether the weather is good or or is bad people find their way to work so it shows that there is a certain commitment that we don't have towards church when when at the slightest challenge we decide that we are not coming to church but that thing about you is changing I said that thing about you is changing look into the face of the person, person sitting next to you Tell the person, my friend, today it is good though, that you in particular you came to church. Pastor is dialing your number. Your phone is ringing. Please pick the call. Don't pretend that it is not your call. It is your call. And God is speaking to you today. Clap your hands unto the Lord. The next one, we must be committed to serving God. We must be committed to doing what? We must be committed to serving God. Number six, we must be committed to supporting the ministry and the work of God. We must be committed to serving God. Number five, 
And we must be committed to supporting the ministry and the work of God. This we see with the early believers and with the Christians of old. They said God. Look, it's not an easy thing to have a meeting every day. And to organize a meeting and you are breaking bread and eating and having meals. It requires a lot of service. It requires a lot of running around. It requires a lot of, you know, working for God. And the early church, they were very committed to the service of God and they were committed to supporting the ministry. That's why they shared everything they had. Sold their property and possessions and shared the money with those in need. And we also must be committed to serving God. So in 1st Corinthians 15 verse 58 I have a good teacher. 1st Corinthians chapter 15 verse 58 It says so my dear Brightest and sisters. Be strong and immovable. Always work enthusiastically for the Lord. For you know that nothing you do for the Lord is ever useless. So we are being admonished here to work enthusiastically for the Lord. That means we must serve God in whatever capacity. Serve God as an usher, as a singer, as a protocol lady, as a Sunday school teacher, as a musician, as a musician, as a media person, in whatever capacity, we must be committed to serving God. Hallelujah. Amen. As the person sitting by you. By the way, you, what sort of service are you rendering? As the person, what exactly are you doing in the house of God? What are you doing? Why do I feel that some of you are lying? <laughs> and then we must be committed to supporting the ministry and the work of God. That's number six. Is that not so? Yeah. Do you know that there were people who supported Jesus and his disciples and that is why they were able to do a lot of the things that they did? They supported with their money. They supported with their substance. So in Luke chapter 8 verse 1 to 3 it says soon afterward Jesus began a tour of the nearby towns and villages preaching and announcing the good news about the kingdom of God. 
he took his 12 disciples with him along with some women who had been cured of evil spirits and diseases. Among them were Mary Magdalene from whom he had cast out seven demons. Joanna, the wife of Chusa, Herod's business manager. Susanna, and look at what it says after this. It says, and many others who were contributing from their own resources to support Jesus and his disciples. They were committed to the ministry of Jesus. And they supported him they supported the work of God with their substance with their money with their resources so this kind of commitment God is expecting also from you and I to support the work of God to support the ministry of Jesus with our substance we must be committed to that as well and then number seven we must be committed to doing good especially to the brethren we must be committed to doing good especially to the brethren second thessalonians chapter 3 verse 13 new king james version new king james it says, but as for you, brethren, do not grow weary in doing good. Galatians 6 verse 9 to 10. New Living Translation. So let's not get tired of doing what is good. That means we must always be committed to doing what is good. It says at just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. Therefore, whenever we have the opportunity, we should do good to everyone, especially to those in the family of faith. This is a call from God, a charge from God, that we should do good. We should love others. We should help people. We should try a little kindness. We must be committed to doing good to people, especially to the believers and to the brethren. God is expecting us to do this. And the early church was committed to doing good to one another and to helping each other. I pray for that same spirit in this church as well. And finally, some important lessons on commitments. And then we close. Number one, you must not just be involved, you must be committed. You must not just be involved, you must be committed. That's what I ended on last week. That don't just be involved, but you must be committed. And I use the example of if you look at an omelette, fried egg. For the fried egg, you can see the involvement of the chicken. 
It gave an egg. So that is involvement. But when you see corned beef, <laughs> any corned beef that you see, you are not just looking at involvement. You are looking at commitment. Because to have corned beef, a cow must die. So with the corned beef, it is commitment. With the omelette, it is involvement. And one of the lessons that we should follow and apply to our Christian work is the lesson of not just being involved but we must be very committed. Lift up your hand and say, I will not just be involved. I will be fully committed. Lesson number two. And there are just four of them. Lesson number two. To be committed or not is a choice. You must decide. I'll say that again. To be committed or not is a choice. So you must decide. In Joshua 24 verse 15. Joshua, just before he died, gave a speech to the people of Israel. And he said to them, but if you refuse to serve the Lord, then choose today whom you will serve. Would you prefer the gods your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates? Or will it be the gods of the Amorites in whose land you now live? He says, but as for me and my family, we will serve the Lord. In fact, he's saying that I have made a choice and I've made a decision that me and my household, we will serve the Lord. So ladies and gentlemen, commitment is a choice. So decide. One day the prophet Elijah gathered the people of Israel and confronted them about their lack of commitment to God. So in 1st Kings 18 verse 21 the Bible says then Elijah stood in front of them and said how much longer will you waver hobbling between two opinions. If the Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal is God, then follow him. But the people were completely silent. They were silent because they realized that Elijah had said something very important to them. Because they were not committed. And they had not made that quality choice to commit wholly to God. And that's what I'm saying to you. That commitment is a choice. And you must decide to commit. You must decide to be committed. Anybody who is not committed to something important in this life will not amount to anything. I'm telling you. People who do well in life are committed to something good. One day, there was a misunderstanding between the birds and the beasts in the forest. 
And they were so bored with each other that they decided to go to war. So as the birds gathered and as they rallied themselves to go to war, they saw the bat perched on the tree and said, join us. And the bat said, I won't join you because I'm not a bird. I am a beast. So they left him. As he hung there, the beast also came and said to him, Mr. Bat, why don't you join us? He said, I can't join you because I'm not a beast. I am a bed. So he didn't commit to anything. Fortunately, the birds and the bees, they smoked a peace pipe. So they decided not to fight again. And now that the danger was over, the bat was trying to flow along with the birds. The way they chased him away. said, you say you are a beast. Don't come around us. And then when he went to the beast also, they said, what are you doing here? You said you are a bird. We don't relate with you. So go away from here. So that day, the bat learned a very important lesson. That if you don't commit to one thing or the other, you won't even have any friends. And you will not amount to anything in this And so God is teaching us. And one of the lessons of commitment that we must run our lives by is that we must decide to be committed. Committed to God. Committed to Christ. Committed to the word of God. Committed to prayer. Committed to serving in the house of God. Committed to supporting the house of God. Committed to doing good to others. Hallelujah. It is a decision. Commitment is a decision. You are familiar with this song. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided. How many of you have heard that song before? There's a story behind that song, you know. In the middle of the 19th century, some Baptist missionaries went to the northeastern part of India to go and evangelize there. Now, one of these missionaries, they went to a place, uh, a, a village, one of the small villages in India called Assam. And one of these missionaries ministered to a family in that village. And there was a man called Nok Seng. Nok Seng. His family gave their lives to Christ. Himself, his wife, and his two children. And they became so committed to Christ that they also reached out to some of the other villages. And very soon, many people in the village became born again. The chief of the village was not happy about it. 
So he called for a meeting. Gathered all the villages. Called Noxeng and his family. And put them in the middle of the, of the crowd. And he told him that I don't like what you are doing. And I want you today to renounce Jesus. Otherwise, it will cost you your life. His response was, I have decided to follow Jesus. Mm. The chief ordered his soldiers to kill his two children. He told them that if you don't renounce Jesus, your two children will die. And his response was, though no one joins me, still I will follow. They killed his two children right before him. Then he was told that if you don't renounce Jesus, we will kill your wife. His response was, my cross I'll carry till I see Jesus. My cross I will carry till I see Jesus. And they killed his wife right before him. And then finally they said, this thing that you are doing, we will kill you. And his response was, the world behind me, the cross before me. And they killed him. But after they finished killing that entire family, the chief thought about it. What sort of commitment is this? That you are prepared to lose your children, to lose your wife, to lose your own life. There must be something in this God that you are serving. So from today, me also, I have decided to follow Jesus. Hallelujah. That's all. So then the whole village became converted. And it is because somebody was committed and made the decision to be committed. Oh, may we decide to follow Jesus and to serve him. Last but one, the highest form of commitment is total and unconditional. The highest form of commitment is total and unconditional. Mark chapter 12. Verse 28 to 30. One of the teachers of religious law. Was standing there listening to the debate. He realized that Jesus had answered well. So he asked. Of all the commandments. Which is the most important. And Jesus replied, The most important commandment is this. Listen, O Israel. The Lord our God is the one and only Lord. And you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and all your strength. All. All that means total commitment with all with everything that you have, and that's one of the lessons of commitment. That the highest form of commitment, number one, is total. And I want to say to you, God is looking for our total 
commitment. Where we give our all. Give him your time. Give him your energy. Give him your money. Give him your resources. Give him your family. Give him your gifts and abilities. Give him your intelligence. That means you must put yourself into it. And put your all into it. And that is the problem with many of us. It's a struggle for us to give our time. It's a struggle. And so we are so busy with other things. But it's a struggle to give our time to God. It's a struggle for us to go for meetings. Like recently we started this assembly meetings. And there are many of you who come up with all kinds of funny excuses. Someone says, oh I'm tired. Who is not tired? Did you say you are tired? My question is, who is not tired? If you are really committed to God, you will give him your time and your energy. Because you get tired doing other things. So what is wrong with getting tired for God? And so many of us will have to look at our degree of commitment again and make ourselves available for God and give our time in the service of God. And these meetings that I'm talking about, it's just one hour meeting. One hour. You can't make any sacrifices because that's the last lesson. Commitment demands sacrifice. Commitment demands sacrifice. You can't make any sacrifices for God. You can't make any sacrifices for the one who sacrificed his all for you. You can't make time for him. After everything that Jesus has done for us, are you saying that you cannot commit your time? your energy. Why is it that you can't decide that, okay, today is Wednesday, this evening we have assembly meeting. I must be there because I'm committed to God and I'm committed to the service of God. So I will do everything that I can. I will make every move that I can to be present there. That's what you must do. Because commitment requires that you go all out. And you give him your all. Your money. Is it a struggle for you to give your money for the service of God? To give offerings? To give your tithe? Is it a struggle? And sometimes I see people writing all kinds of interesting things on the social media. You know. Uh, 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 arguing that you don't don't need to tithe. Uh, uh, that why should you give your money to a pastor to chop? <laughs> really? It's obvious that you don't understand what you are talking about. Because one of the reasons why God instituted the tithe was to make sure that things concerning his house was well taken care of. That's the reason why it was instituted. 
and instituted it because he knew that if you just leave it to people it will not be done but that's how we are the only reason why we do certain things is because there are laws and we don't want to fall foul of the law so that is why you, when you, you are driving you try to have your, your, your uh, driving license with you my brother be here last Sunday couldn't come to church because there was a traffic light that, that was off so he was driving through not knowing that there was a problem with the red no there was a problem yes with the red so he didn't see any light so he assumed that the lights were off and he drove through he was arrested he couldn't come to church his driving license was not with him it was not easy for him at all they kept him at the police station for hours it's going to teach him a very valuable lesson is that not so? yes so God institutes things so that things will be done in a certain way. And you must commit your money. You must. It's a sign of your commitment. Because where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. If you put your money into the service of God, oh yes, I know that there are a lot of excesses that have taken place. I know that there's a lot of exploitation that has taken place. And we, the pastors, have done a lot of excesses and manipulated and chopped people's monies. But, like they say, you don't throw away the baby with the bathwater. They don't do that. You must understand the reason why certain things have been instituted and you must commit to it it shows that you are very devoted to God what gifts do you have what abilities do you have why don't you use them also in the service of God why don't you help out in the house of God with those abilities that you have some of you are very intelligent first class students why don't you use that intelligence in the house of God there are things that you can do there are departments that you can help out with one of the lessons of commitment is that it must be total and it must be unconditional one day Jesus said to somebody in Luke 9 61 to 62 another said yes Lord I will follow you but first let me say goodbye to my family but Jesus told him anyone who puts a hand to the plow and then looks back is not fit for the kingdom of God in other words if you decide to commit it must be unconditional your commitment to God your commitment to Christ it must be unconditional this guy said I will follow you but let me go and do some things first. Jesus said that no. What you have to do, you have to do it now. And you must not come up with conditions why it can be done or why it cannot be done. God wants us to commit to Him unconditionally. Hallelujah. 
I'll end with this story. So there's a guy who went to a photographer's shop with a framed picture. It was a picture of his girlfriend. And he told the photographer that I want you to make a copy of this picture. When he took it out of the frame, he noticed that at the back of it, there was a message. It was actually the message from a, a message from the girlfriend to the guy. And she wrote, Tommy, I love you dearly. I will love you forever and ever. I will love you for the rest of eternity. I really, really love you. And then at the bottom of it, she wrote, if we break up, please bring my picture back to me. And she signed, Helen. That's, That's her name. So she started saying that I am really committed to you. I love you forever. I love you with all my heart. Then she showed that she was not totally committed. (laughs) Because she said that if we break up, please, can I have my picture back? Our commitment to God. You know, the other time I preach a message when your expectations are not met. But that's what happens to many of us. When our expectations are not met. We are no more committed. We don't do the things that there are some of us who are very angry with God. <laughs> you pop as God. So I won't serve you. I won't pay tight again. I won't give offerings again. You swerve me. So you are bored with God. It shows that your commitment is not unconditional. And your, your, your commitments must be sacrificial. I've shared all these things with you. And it's related to the role of commitment in a blessed church. And God is saying to all of us, let's be very committed to him. And committed to the things of God. And committed to the service of God. Let's commit to the word of God. And let's commit to prayer. And our commitment must be unconditional. It must be total. We must go all out in our commitment. And that is when the church will be blessed. And we, the members of the church, will also be blessed in the process. Rise to your feet and let's close. Hallelujah. Every head bowed and every eye closed. I want to pray with you today and I want to find out from you do you know Jesus as Lord and Savior? Have you committed your life to him? Have you surrendered your heart to him? Today you need to take a decision because commitment requires decision taking and you want to say that today I want to make Jesus my Lord and my Savior 
You may be here in person or watching online. But Jesus is knocking at the door to your heart and calling out to you. Commit to me. Commit to living for me. And commit to serving me. As every head is bowed and every eye closed, you want to give your heart to Jesus wherever you are. I want you to lift up your right hand and I'm going to pray for you. God bless you. I see your hands. I see your hands. God bless you. Lift it up very clearly. I see your hands. God bless you, my friend. I see your hands. I see your hands. God bless you. God bless you. Jesus is knocking at the door to your heart. Don't turn away from him. God bless you. I see your hands. God bless you. Now, those of you who have lifted your hands, I want to pray with you. So I'm going to say the words and I want you to repeat them after me. But you know, if you've lifted up your hand, Please come to me right but now. Come. come. If you've lifted your hand, come. Come, my sister. Come. My brothers, come. Don't change your mind. Just come. Yeah, time is fast spent. Just come. Come. Come to Jesus. Come. Keep clapping for them. My sister. Come. Come. God bless you. Come. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. If you lifted up your hand, if you lifted up your hand don't change your mind just come hallelujah show that you are committed to Jesus now say this prayer with me and let everybody join in say heavenly father today I come to you just as I am please forgive me for all my sins please wash me with the blood of Jesus. From today, I give you my heart. I give you my life. I will serve you all the days of my life. Please write my name in the book of life. Thank you, Father, for hearing my prayer. Help me to follow you to commit to you and to serve you for the rest of my life. Please write my name in the book of life. Thank you, Father, for hearing my prayer. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thank you for listening to The Shepherd's Voice with Pastor Johnny Awanyo. We do hope that you were greatly blessed. For further inquiries, please call, WhatsApp, or send an SMS text to plus 233-243-886-622. God bless you.